Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, Andre 3000, but for you, 2950 Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. It's a good thing that we're almost done with the year, because you are running out of... That was that was a tough one, man. That twenty three thousand, but for you, twenty nine fifty. Hey, folks! Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom with me and Matt Wright. Be sure to share this right now. Share, 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 share it, share it everywhere. Share this video everywhere and show big tech that you're not going to let them tell you what you can share. You're going to let us tell you. Be sure to uh, like and subscribe and follow and press things and do everything to show that you support Share what we're doing. Share it press everywhere. everything that you can that's positive in relation to Muddy Waters Media. However you are consuming this particular episode, be sure to follow me and Matt on it. And if you're doing it on YouTube, don't just press subscribe. Hit the bell because the bell. We, want, we, want the, bell. we want you, your phone to blow up every time with, with notifications. Every time we go live or post anything the last thing i want is for you to be asleep and miss out on something where you could have been awake and and be instead watching what we're doing give the gift of money waters today kids love it kids love it first and foremost allow me to thank siestacava.com or siestabotanicals.com uh same thing uh for the kava that i am drinking on today's episode and allow me to thank le bleu Delicious, ultra-pure water. Kosher, made in America, just like me. Bula Vanaka. Bula Vanaka. It's kosher AF. Kosher AF. It's as kosher as the food that Chrissy Wickers is going to deliver to my father. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, uh, this episode is brought to you, of course, by the, where is it? Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest-growing waffle-related caucus in this or any other party in this godforsaken planet that we live on. This episode, of course, is brought to you by Black Coffee, spelled B-L-V-C-K, because why the hell not? Nothing matters anymore. It's 2020. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want. Go to blackbrewsblvckbrews.com to get the most delicious cold-brewed organic coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled and be sure of course to use the checkout code mw for free shipping and of course this episode is brought to you as always by south carolina governor henry mcmaster who is was and always shall remain a bitch yes (laughs) how was your week it was good i actually had a good week i had a good week i'm enjoying i'm enjoying sleeping and being able to wake up, like, not at 3 in the morning to get on a plane. Yeah, that's got to be nice. It is. It's Are nice. You like- I get to go to bed. I get to wake up. It's nice. It's a good thing. We're on, like, what, day 6 of Hanukkah? Day 5? 5. Night. S- tonight, 7. Gosh, it started Thursday. No, Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturdays. Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, no, it's night 6. It's night six. Yeah, it's night 6. Day Five, night right. six. Tomorrow's night, day six, because that's right. how Jews... tomorrow is day six, night seven. Yeah, night seven. Yeah, that because Jews do everything weirdly weird. Yeah. Uh, so how how has Hanukkah been? It's good. We're having a good time. Been lighting candles. Been giving gifts. 
it's been good. I got this. Uh, I got some. I got a really cool sweater from Proud Libertarian that uh, I'm gonna have to show. Uh, I'm really excited. We're gonna have that for the Christmas episode. I'm gonna be all decked out for Christmas. Are we doing a Christmas episode this year? Well, we're doing a. I would say twenty second next Tuesday. Is that next? God, is that next week? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Me. Right. So, yes, right. we are doing an episode next week. Yes, we are. That is definitely happening. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm totally ready for Christmas. Um, I can tell <laughs> since you don't know what it is. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I just I have to give I have to give a huge shout out to Superfan Sarah Andreg for my very first Hanukkah that I've celebrated. Yes. Um and she made so much great mm. like she made so much great food. Yeah. Like the challah or the challah. challah! Yes. Is fantastic. The kugel was great as always. Yes. Um, cool. The babka, the chocolate babka was yeah. amazing. Uh, the sufganyot. Sufganyot. Uh, ah! You did it. Yeah, you did I it. Did. I did. Looked it up. Um, <laughs> looked it up. Watched a video on how to say that uh, just so I could do it. And she made a brisket. Oh, She no. made a brisket that was so tender and so juicy it was by far uh my second favorite thing that i put in my mouth oh so this uh (laughs) okay we get it you've been enjoying lots of nice jewish delectables yeah delicacies delicacies which are also delectable they're delectable 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 delicacies right delicacies is that what deli comes from? Probably. No, delicatessen. delicatessen. Yeah, delicatessen. So, folks, but, I mean, of, it's probably all the same root. Well, speaking of delectable, folks, we hope you're having a happy Hanukkah, and we're having a happy Hanukkah as well. And speaking of delectables, it's time for a delectable cold brewed black organic coffee, cold brewed caffeinated rapid fire Hanukkah special. Brought to you by Black Organic Coffee, spelled B-L-V-C-K, because what the hell. Uh, B-L-V-C-K-Brews.com. Use code MW for free shipping. And we've got quite a shoe for you. We got a really big shoe. We got a really big really shoe. Big, a really big shoe. Um, I apparently made a mistake by saying, please put in messages at the anchor.fm slash muddied waters message line, because Matt Hicks took that to mean leave all of the messages. And everybody else did too. Oh, good. Yeah, we have like twenty messages in there, half of them from Matt Hicks. Um, That's not surprising. So not we, we're, we're gonna we're gonna blast through the rapid fire segment. Uh, okay, good. Well, so first uh, we had a speaking of horrors to be awaited. Uh, a group of amateur code breakers have finally broken the fifty-one-year-old mystery. Uh, they have deciphered the Zodiac Killer's uh, 340 cipher, uh, called this for its 340 characters. Uh, of course, Ted Cruz was uh, pretty worked Very up. nervous. Uh-huh. Yeah, very, very nervous. Very nervous about that. Uh, if they correctly figured out the code, it would probably have said his name. But the message actually reads, I hope you are having lots of fun in trying to catch me 
that wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one in paradise death. And this was confirmed by the FBI. Uh, they said that, yeah, these, these free market code breakers were able to do something that the government wasn't able to do for 51 years. Um, and that, yeah, they said that that was what they believed the message were to have said. That is classic Ted Cruz, by the way. Classic Ted Cruz. However, Ted Cruz on Parler uh, posted, they got it wrong. That is chilling. <laughs> like, because I think he's right. I don't think it says that. I think that he is maniacal enough that he made it where it would seem like it said that after many years of trying. And they go, oh, finally, we figured it out. And then it turns out, no, it probably says something completely probably, different. Yeah, something totally different. Yeah, they... um. <laughs> He's a monster. He is a monster. Ted Cruz, just absolute monster. Killed JFK, or his dad did. Well, his dad did. His dad Ted Cruz JFK. wasn't old enough to kill JFK, unless well, he he's a vampire. He wasn't alive, and yeah. he and he and his dad was a very young, but still very impressive. How he was able to kill JFK <laughs> like that, and then, uh, and then Ted Cruz goes on at a, also a relatively young age. To be the Zodiac Killer. It's horrifying. This is horrifying. You know, these are not lesser evils, folks. They're not lesser evils. Uh, Speaking of not a lesser evil, Donald Trump uh, is working on negotiating yet another Mideast peace deal. Uh, he's now offered up the American people, uh, the American taxpayer, in the latest talks with the uh, between the Sudan and Israel, Matt. That's right. Uh, he uh, has now offered for $850 million to pay $850 million to the victims of 9-11 and other terrorist attacks who have claims against Sudan. To, to have you pay that. If you're pre- presuming you pay American taxes to have you pay for that. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of the punchline here, but yeah. Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll just shoot out with it. Right, for the American taxpayer <laughs> to pay that. Uh, the Sudanese officials signaled that they were prepared to back away from talks with the Jewish state if the Trump administration failed to secure legislation mm-hmm. protecting Khartoum from terrorist-related lawsuits. And so Trump said the U.S. taxpayer, the U.S. taxpayer will cover the $850 million. The $850 million to nearly $1 billion, that's going to come from us. We're going to cover that. That's not a problem. Billions there will be peace in the billions. Middle East. And billions and billions. Of course, uh, there was another uh, peace deal with, between the Israel between Israel and Morocco uh, in exchange for Morocco being allowed to claim all of Western Sahara, which is a sovereign nation that is not part of Morocco. Uh, and then the peace deal between Israel and the UAE, which was really just a military sharing deal that allows the U.S. to continue the al-qaeda carried out genocide in yemen more easily uh these peace deals are seeming not very peaceful 
They're, yeah, they're seeming not very peaceful. And uh, a lot of American taxpayer dollars goes towards funding things that we shouldn't be funding. That's weird. American tax dollars being used for Israel. I just, what? It's weird. It's weird. It's, weird. it's a okay, Hanukkah started. miracle. It, it was it was started by socialists and they figured out how to make America pay for it. Um, Marxists, actually. Marxists. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. So speaking of Hanukkah. The ATF, I could have gone in another direction with that, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. You're welcome. Uh, I could have, though, but I didn't. The ATF rated Polymer 80, uh, which is a company known for producing 80% firearm kits, and we'll explain very briefly in a moment what that means. They make 80% firearm kits uh, and related parts uh, since we last spoke, uh, spoken since... Oh, since you and I spoke. Uh, they've also apparently started going after the people who bought them. Again, these are legal kits, and they're raiding customers now, too. Uh, one person who is uh, a fan of the firearms blog wrote an email to them saying that they are also going after customers. Had the ATF at my house approximately 1 p.m. yesterday telling me I need to surrender my P-80 or he would return to raid my house with a warrant uh, enclosed as my surrender sheet for proof. If anyone purchased a buy-build-shoot kit from them, they will probably be hearing from the ATF as well. Uh, and they included this photo with it, the letter that they got from the ATF, um, showing that they had had their P-80 uh, kit taken. Just to give you an idea of what an 80%... Go ahead. Now, what I want to say is uh, I talked to a couple of people who are uh, really tied into these stories. Um, and they said that this photo that we are using, they're like, yeah, we got a couple of questions about it. But what they did say is that there are numerous people that this has happened to. Um, so this is more of a, even if this one is not an actual photo of something that is happening, it is something they are going, the ATF is going to places to confiscate the P80 kits. Yep. Yep. So here's basically what happened. In order to get around, so there's a rule that says that in order to ha- buy sell a firearm, you have to um, you have to have it registered. You have to go through a background check. You have to do all this stuff. If you give someone the parts to make eighty percent of a firearm, and then they go and get the other twenty percent, the what they call the lower, which is the receiver and the the, the trigger and the main parts of the of the firearm, and you buy or produce the other 20% elsewhere, um, that's perfectly legal. For the same reason that if I sell you all the parts to make a car, I didn't sell you a car, I just sold you pieces of metal and silicone and plastic and so forth, and you went and, you know, Ikea style put it together and then bought the other 20% of the parts or whatever, made them yourself, and now you got yourself a car. But it shouldn't have to have a VIN number because you didn't buy it from a manufacturer. I just gave you the parts. This is perfectly legal. But what ended up happening was there were a couple incidents of these uh, weapons being used in crimes. And uh, and so now they're going after this company for making something that's perfectly legal. And if it sounds weird to you that someone's making kits where you can make it yourself, yeah, that's 
why these regulations are stupid and absurd, but they're the regulations they put in place, and they were following them. So now this is happening, and it also doesn't portend well. It, it does show that you know the Trump administration was no better on firearms, actually was worse on firearms than the Obama administration. It's a foreshadowing of what it, things are going to look like under the Biden administration. Uh, Biden has been very, very clear that he is not going to be a friend of firearms. Uh, I think he's going to be at least as bad as Trump was. Uh, hopefully Republicans and the NRA will actually fight back against him. But on this kind of stuff, the NRA won't uh, no. because uh, the NRA doesn't like this kind of stuff because they don't care about your gun rights. They care about the interests of the gun manufacturers who pay for their lobbying efforts. And gun manufacturers don't like this kind of stuff because it means you can't buy their overpriced weapons. That's accurate. Um, and... The, like, the NRA, they're not going to step up and try to stop anything that Joe Biden's going to do. Um, but if, gonna if you, what's that? They're going to signal. They're going to go, we need to, you know, Joe right, Biden yeah. wants to stop our, our Colt firearms. We're against that. But like 3D printed guns or this kind of stuff, they're not even, they're going to pretend it doesn't exist. They're going to be busy talking about how, you know, the radical left is attacking our brave law enforcement. They're not going to touch this with a 10 foot pole because it actually (laughs) helps their main sponsors who are gun manufacturers who like this stuff going away because they want you to only buy their firearms that have gone through the cost of compliance with various regulations and therefore are much more expensive. It's the reason like major companies, major corporations will work for $15 an hour wages or for a higher regulation because they know they can meet that demand, but smaller companies cannot. Exactly. So when the NRA is essentially doing just that for these major corporations. Mm Mm-hmm. Now they'll gun, push for major gun manufacturers. They'll um, push for things like legislation to protect uh, firearms manufacturers against lawsuits. They'll push for you know it'll always be in the interest of firearms manufacturers and to a lesser extent firearms dealers and of course the Republican Party because that's who gives them money. But actual like your just your gun rights, your right to produce your own weapon, your right to build your own weapon, your right to print your own weapon and not have it be any of the government's business. They don't give a crap. Actually, they do give a crap about it. They want it to go away. They want you to not be able to do it so that you have to buy your guns from the people who uh, who are charging top dollar for it. That's right. And do you know who won't be attempting to convict you? During this time period, should you have a 3D printed gun or a polymer 80 kit? I have a strong feeling, I know. Yeah, William Barr. William Barr won't be attorneying the general anymore. Um, generaling the attorney. General, uh, general attorneying. General attorneying. Um, he has stepped down and many sources believe that this is probably due to the fact that he said publicly that he did not see any evidence of widespread voter fraud. This last few weeks has been a little entertaining from the Trump administration. This stuff has been very interesting. The last four years have been entertaining from the Trump administration. That's fair. These So what we have in the past, we've seen someone who, and and a and a uh, both the both Trump and his main supporters, his cult of personality, were convinced he couldn't lose, 
and watching them have to slowly go through the what is it seven stages or five stages of grief in in recognizing that no they they lost the election the newest phase has been uh we should have gotten that clip Stephen Miller just flat out saying on Fox and Friends that you know they were they were going to put in a, a separate slate of electors and completely ignore the results of the election like they're they're just on a completely like they're they're it is very entertaining to watch because we were specifically told that they were the people who don't care about your feelings and he won get over it and libertarians are used to getting over not winning elections like we're good at that that's what we do that's yep. what like I, i'm know, the one who lost one of the ones who we, lost the actual election and we've learned to get over it because it's what happens the republicans are are demonstrating a little bit less grace than we did and in all fairness 2016 we all remember uh the democrats did not show much grace same exact thing yeah this yeah. is not i am not going to say that the republicans in 2020 are worse than the democrats in 2016 i would no. say they are both acting on par of a four-year-old who doesn't want to do anything that sounds about right that sounds yeah, about right they're just they are sitting there arguing and complaining and no it's my turn it's my turn you can't take that from me um and neither 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 one is acting worse than the other like the republicans are not acting worse than the democrats in 16 and the, they are both equal the very interesting thing about all this is that the Republicans, other than Trump losing, actually did fairly well. They lost fewer Senate seats than they were projected to lose because they were defending the 2014 gains from the red wave of 2014. They were not expected to do well defending that. They actually gained seats in the House of Representatives, and and they uh, at the at the state level they gained a bunch of seats uh, in in uh, 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 gubernatorial races and uh, state legislature races. They had a pretty good showing, all things considered. The, a, a large majority of voters, <laughs> yeah, a large majority of voters said, "I'm sick of Trump." And and to see Republicans, they're like, "I can't believe that many people voted for Biden." They didn't vote for Biden. They hated they voted, Biden. Yeah, they voted, they voted against, against Trump. Trump. They voted to get rid of Trump. So we're seeing that happen. So speaking of which, uh, after a, a Texas lawsuit got defeated by the Supreme Court, actually got refused to be seen by the Supreme Court. Uh, with three Trump appointees being relatively silent about the suit after the decision came out, the Electoral College has f- officially uh, yesterday given Joe Biden the uh, actually 306, but given him the the 270 yeah. Electoral College votes necessary to win the election. Uh, yesterday, the when I wrote it, was right when he got to 270. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, so-, I, so I just wrote it. He got to 270 because that's all that matters. Yeah, he, um, he, he won, and it's interestingly yeah. enough, he got exactly 306 electoral points, which is what Trump got in 2016. In 2016, so, very interesting. And now it, the election is supposed to. This is going to go under the House, and the House is expected to confirm the results on January 6th. Hmm. And now, Trumpians, Trump. Trumpers, Trumpsters, Trump, whatever you want to call them, um, they have moved the goalpost from we have to wait till the electoral college votes to well we have till January six because the house may the house may not confirm it and yep. I I don't know what they're what they're hoping happens I know Trump is still out there saying we're gonna go to the courts we're gonna make changes we're gonna make sure that we that the votes are all counted properly and, and it's gonna be the most fact-checked election ever and nothing's going to change nothing's going to happen joe when, biden will be president on january 20th when the house elects uh confirms the election results uh for certifies the results on the 6th the new goalpost will be something's going to happen 
on the 20th or before right. the 20th. This and when is how that Donald doesn't Trump happen, can still win the election. This is how Donald Trump can still win this thing. When that doesn't happen on the 20th, it will turn into I, I do think Donald Trump's going to announce he's running in 2024. Um, yes. uh, and, and interestingly enough, before the 6th, on the 4th, we're going to be finding out the results of the um, of the runoff in Georgia, which will determine who controls the Senate. And if all of Donald Trump's bashing the Republicans in Georgia and saying that their system uh, is you know faulty and, and, and fraudulent, their voting system, if that results in the Democrats winning in a pretty red state of Georgia, um, there's going to be even less appetite for, for Trump stuff outside of his immediate, you know, cult of personality. You're going to have that many more people peel away and go, man, maybe this is a loser's route that we're going on. This is, this is, you know, for the benefit of everybody out there, January 5th happens to be a Tuesday, which I think they plan around our schedule. So we will be covering the Georgia runoff election as it happens. Mm Mm-hmm. We will be covering that right here. Same muddy place, some, same muddy time, muddy waters of freedom. Um, Three weeks from now. So speaking of nightmares that haunt your dreams and <laughs> just you can't unsee it. We may be lucky enough to get nipple ring enthusiast and occasional governor Andrew Cuomo uh, as the next attorney general. I mean, those That's are right. huge. Those are huge nipple rings. Those are just ginormous nipple rings. And apparently he runs on Duncan, much like many other people in Massachusetts. Um, but <laughs> Boston, New York, they hate each other. Oh. Yeah, it's a sport. Thing. Listen, if you're going to wear nipple rings in public, you might as well do whatever you can to alienate people. Like, I, I mean... I don't think he's scared of anything. I don't think, yeah, absolutely nothing. I give him credit. Uh, I don't think anything. You know what else he's him. also not scared of? Sexually harassing women, um, allegedly. Oh, wow. A woman named Lindsay Boylan oh. tweeted that the Democratic governor sexually harassed me for years. Many saw it and watched. Now, we believe here at Muddied Waters that, yes, women should be believed, but. But you have to be willing to talk about it or testify or report it, anything. Yeah. And she has said that she doesn't want to talk about it. She's not going to talk about it with the reporters. She just wanted to put it out there so people knew. Um, again, it's her prerogative. Totally fine with her doing that. But that does call into question the validity of the accusation in my personal mind like why are you just going to drop the bomb and then not and say, then anything say you don't want to talk about it yeah and i mean it also means you can't go anywhere with it right like if i say something happened but i'm not going to talk to anyone i just want to say it happened but i don't want to talk about it to anyone it's like all right so there's not really anything we can do about it it's like okay right. well i just wanted to tell everyone everyone and in all fairness of the many things that I personally think would disqualify Andrew Cuomo. This one would make, would definitely make the list, but it's not needed. It isn't needed. And frankly, I feel harassed looking at this photo. Right. The way that he has handled uh, the businesses in New York over the course of, man, did I not make that one big enough? 
there's like never mind um the <laughs> no it's plenty big it, well, i just meant the border frame around it didn't notice uh, um but <laughs> the way he's handled uh, the businesses during the pandemic up in new york uh the way that he was violating rights on people coming into the state people wanting to leave the state mm-hmm. uh things like that I think would disqualify him from being attorney general along with potentially, potentially sexually, no, harassing sexually harassing somebody. Someone. Right. I mean, he's taken the people of New York and he has clamped down on them and ran through them in the middle, if you will, bringing <laughs> them hanging. So Joe Biden is in the notes as well. He is. He and uh, and uh, uh, prosecutor uh, Kamala Harris uh, got together with a group of uh, civil rights activists across the country uh, to discuss issues going on with criminal justice last week. Uh, He could be heard telling the civil rights leaders that pushing too aggressively to reform policing could harm the Democratic Party's chances in next month's Georgia Senate runoffs, already dialing down expectations that a damn thing's going to happen while he's president. Now, um, it's just amazing. At the beginning of the conversation, uh, in NAACP, Derek Johnson uh, brought up that he doesn't like the nomination of Tom Vilsack to uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture. He said, I'm not a fan of Tom Vilsack being in the head of Department of Ag. Uh, last time he was there, he fired somebody in our state that's very important to us uh, because some clipped up audio of her leaked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. And he, he said, hey, please don't put this guy back in. And to which uh, Joe Biden said, it's not the time to make a big issue of the nomination of Vilsack. And then he kind of went on to uh, say... I also don't think we should get too far ahead of ourselves on dealing with police reform in that because they've already labeled us as being defund the police, anything we put forward in terms of the organizational structure to change policing, which I promise you will occur, that's how they beat the living hell out of us across the country saying that we're talking about defending the police, sorry, defunding the police. We're not. We're talking about holding them accountable. We're talking about giving them money to do the right things. I'm going to read that one again. We're talking about giving them money to do the right things. Not we're kill talk- people. Not kill. We're, we're going to give you extra money if all you do is not murder people. That's what he just said. Yeah. Um, we're talking about giving. Uh, we're talking about putting more psychologists and psychiatrists on the telephones when the 911 calls. What? When the when the 911. I think he meant to say goes through like that was a direct uh, translation, uh, direct uh, yeah. translation of what he said, transcription of what he psychologists said. on the phone. When you call 911, yeah. how does this make you feel? How does this make you feel? I don't feel very happy. I'm being robbed. Yes, but t- let's talk. Let's, Where does let's, this take you? I, I think it's more for. Uh, no, nobody who's getting ready to jump is calling 911. No, no. At no point would there be a need to have a psychologist. There's not a need for that. This is a man who is experiencing dementia in real time. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. We're talking about spending money to enable them to do their jobs better, not with more force, with less force and more understanding. Mm -hmm. Which, why are... 
Okay, so here is my thing. Okay, mm, here's my thing about uh, things like teachers' unions. And I get a lot of flack for this belief, but teachers' unions will often say, uh, "We can't hit. We need more money to teach better, uh, and that will help us reach the scores that we're going to get." Mm-hmm. Um, why can't you teach better to get more money? And do you need the more money before you teach better? And why do you need to give police officers more money to ensure that they don't murder people? This is, yeah, exactly. This is even worse. Than that. It's the same <laughs> but, line of thought, but it's even worse. Right, well, you know, <laughs> we just need better training to not murder people. No, you don't. You don't. I didn't murder anyone today. I, no one had to train me or give me money for it. The reason I didn't murder anyone is because I knew that if I murdered anyone... Well, first of all, I don't want to murder anyone, but even if I, I did, I knew I'd be held accountable. That's it. If you hold them accountable, they won't do it. This also speaks to the standard issue Republicrat post-election uh, pivot that they do, right? So during the election, they're the good cop to their base and the bad cop to the other base. And the other co- other side's paying the bad cop to them. And they go, when you get us elected, we're going to do good things for you. Oh, it's going to be so wonderful. And then when they get elected, they go, well, you know, the other side says bad things about us. And if we do the things that we promise to do, they're going to paint it as a bad thing, you see. So we can't do it because, frankly, we can't let the other side paint us in a bad light. Literally every time, it doesn't matter whether Republicans get elected or Democrats get elected, every time that it is time for them to make the massive sweeping changes that they promised every four years, no, sorry, can't do it. The other side would say it's bad. Well, of course they're going to say it's bad. They're the other side. That's the whole point. You do it anyway. Like, this is how it works. Would, now, now, when it comes know. time for them to work together, they do it every time. But when it comes time for them to do what they promised to do to the voter to get their vote, no, no, the other side will say we're bad. They're going to say you're bad anyway. Like that's And that's what Republicans do. We can't get rid of Obamacare. They'll say that we don't care about your grandmother. They're going to say that anyway. Like, I can just see Joe, like Joe Biden sitting... He's like, okay, we need to come up with a plan. Let's talk to the heads of like multiple police unions. And the police unions just went, this is our time. This is our time to shine. All we need is more money. More money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every come time. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's all come we on, need. Man. We just need to get, come on, man. All we come need on, to man. do is get him some more money. That's it. Will you shut up, man? Will you shut up, man? Will you shut up, man? Will you shut up? Will you shut up? I was going to say, can I finish? But that was Prospero. That was... Yeah, somebody totally different. <laughs> but, 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 can't finish, but this is Can't literally finish. what happens every single time. The lobbies come in and go, well, you know, the problem is we don't have enough money. And the thank, politicians thank go, well, you know, donation. we, we got to give them money. We can't just do the stuff we said we do because the other political party that says that we're bad no matter what we do will say that we're bad. We can't do the things. They'll say bad things about us. This is the rope-a-dope. This is why it's worthless to vote for lesser evils because it doesn't matter which side you vote for. You're going to get the same nonsense. The lobbies are going to show up and they're going to say, give us money and they're going to give them money and they're going to rob you to pay for it. And they're going to run up debt in the names of you and your children and their children and their children to pay for it. And when it comes time to do the stuff they told you they do, they'll go, mm, it's not a good time politically to do that. I just, it's not, it's not going to work right. 
now. That's that's what they do, and it's never going to end. And speaking of which, the uh, real quick, thank you okay. for the donation, Sarah, super fan Sarah Andreg over on the tube of you. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, appreciate it. Thank Pair you. Sure character, and she has a very very uh, important message. Uh, when you give donations on, on YouTube or whatever, we, we read your read your letter. She said, pear character with lovey-dovey eyes, blowing red hearts in the air. And I'm not sure if that's for the show or what I did yesterday. Um, but I hope yesterday was worth more than $2.99. Uh, Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of... Worth two ninety nine. The vaccine's out now, and people will be voluntarily getting it. Some people might be made to get it, and the other people who want it, no, you can't have it. Yeah, you're not going to be getting it. It's yeah, uh, throughout all of the election season, Trump was promising the military style rollout of the vaccine. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. The military, it's going to be just like being in the military, which, uh, that was awful. Just so you know, Uh, like that's a reason not to vote for him. It's like the military. We're going to make you take it. Oh, no, no, thank you. No. Um, but this is going to be a mess. Uh, people like, uh, I think California got vaccines that were meant for another state. And I'm not really sure what that meant. I read that. <laughs> I looked at it and I went, how are the vaccines meant for? Another? I don't even care that much. Um, uh, another place, another place got, uh, they thought they were going to be getting powdered vaccine, but they got frozen vaccine. Like people don't really know what's going on with these yeah. vaccines yeah. and they're just kind of getting them. Um, well, thankfully they have, Weeks of safety data behind them. And what you're going to see, at the, especially at the beginning, you're going to see a lot of nurses, a lot of yeah. doctors, a lot of politicians, a lot of probably military people getting it. Uh, and then who's going to get it after that? More than likely the most uh, vulnerable among us, people above the age of 85 and the, the sick and infirm and so forth, in theory. In theory, I was going to say the people who could afford it. Um, I don't know. There's a possibility of that, too. There's a possibility that there will be some vaccine hoarding for people that are willing to pay like 50 grand a dose. I I think it's going to be I think because of the nature of this and the fact that everyone's watching it, that's going to be somewhat limited because there would be a massive uproar uh, if that were to happen on a on a on a wide scale. I guarantee you Bill Gates is getting it a lot more quickly than your grandma is. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe like a, just a general millionaire, maybe not getting any preferential treatment, but like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg and the rest of them. Yeah, no, they'll definitely be getting it. Um, so the, I guess the silver lining is if it is, there is something bad to it, they'll get it first. Patricia Marie, that was the greatest comment. She said, <laughs> powdered snort it like a line of coke i think those are earmarked for washington <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was um oh no he's dead i was gonna say that was the uh teddy kennedy dose but that's not funny well joe kennedy the third still alive so um no he needed as like a lip balm or something he had a, he wasn't he the one that had the whole like 
Yeah, he had foaming the, at the mouth or something. He well, he had something going on. He know. had some. Keith McQuarrie, thank thank you for the uh, five bucks. And hey, guys, y'all are awesome. Appreciate you. You are. Thank awesome. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, you Keith, are you the are awesome, awesome one. You're awesome, uh, and not just for that. Keith was a part of the of the campaign team. He did a lot of stuff in the in the South in Georgia, and uh, he met us. I think out in Alabama, he was there as well. Like he's he's a real one. Thank you, Keith. And uh, so, speaking of real ones, we are now going to be speaking of speaking to. I need to get this chair. Like, I'm not. By the way, I'm not gassy. I, My chair is like sure. Is <laughs> my chair is like <laughs> no? It really it's like here. Whatever you like, say, this Swalwell. Is, this um. is, that's what I'm saying because we're about to do a Swalwell bit, and then like like this is I've got to get this fixed. It's terrible. Um. So anyway, so th- speaking do you want to do Swalwell now, or do you want to do Chris? We'll, we'll do Chris Reynolds, and we'll just okay. blow yeah. through him. We're just gonna we're gonna blow the, through him. The Matt Hicks hour. By the way, jo- speaking of blowing through stuff, join me tonight around nine thirty. I will be going shooting from here over to uh, over to the uh, uh, Drunken Disorderly podcast uh, and joining the folks over there. Uh, so we're gonna we be will... on D and D. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm gonna be on D and D. I like the guys on D and D. They're great. I love D and D's. They've always been good to me. They've been good, yeah. good to me. So we're gonna start going through. Through these, oh, for the personal injury, for the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment where you can go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters, right? Muddied waters? Yeah. Anchor.fm slash muddied waters, and you can press the leave a message button. Don't do it now because we have enough. Thank you. But you could do it later. I guess you could do it now. We're just not going to. We're just we'll not going to be. Play. It'll be next week, and uh, and we uh, and we will uh, play your messages, and we will answer them for you. And or if you just have something you want to say, be sure to go on there. Uh, it is free to do. Now there is a button there that you can donate to Muddy Waters. We certainly will not stop you, but you do not have to donate uh, to make leave a message and or to have us uh, play it. Uh, but we will like you more if you do. Right. We just will. We'll like you more. So. With that said, here is our first call-in. Hello, this is Joshua McCoes from Anchorage, Alaska. Um, I just want to say I am excited for the Alaska Gold Rush event yeah. in which Spike Cohen will be attending on April 16th. Um, and, and I want to say um, hashtag legalized armed bear nukes. Yes. All bears... Are armed should be the right of bears to keep their arms, including nuclear ones, shall not be infringed. That's the law. Yes, I will be in Anchorage, Alaska on April 16th and 17th for the Gold Rush event, uh, where I will be speaking about effective libertarian messaging and marketing. In Alaska, I'm going to Alaska. That's no. So I lived. I lived in Alaska for a summer, a couple mm-hmm. years yep. ago, and yeah. that was nowhere near Anchorage. But Alaska is beautiful. I know. It is so beautiful. And uh, Joshua Joshua McCose, um actually promised me some smoked salmon from Alaska. I'm gonna but, eat so much. So much. Oh man, I'm telling you, there was this place that I would go to in a and it, I was in Ketchikan, Alaska, which is the southernmost city in uh, Alaska. Mm. And 
there was this place that uh, Adam the Freeman and I would go to, and it was called, I think it was just called the Ketchikan Fish House. I don't really remember, but they had the salmon that you could literally look outside and see where they caught it before they brought it in. Mm. And oh, dear God, it was some of the greatest salmon I have had in my entire life. Like, I could have. I almost basically lived strictly. I basically had your diet plus carbs, um, nothing but salmon the entire summer, and it uh, was the freshest, most savory, uh, just delicious salmon I have ever had in my life. So they're actually trying to get me right now. Everyone's trying to get me and 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 my wife to move to their state. Florida was had the best bid so far. And Texas was doing okay, but Florida was really killing the bid, bids. Florida LP. Then Alaska came in out of nowhere and just started laying down all the stuff they do. And it involved a lot of salmon. And I thought, I could live in Alaska. So I might end up... If, you, if I end up in Alaska, no one say that you're surprised. Because that's where the salmon is. And oh, well, they have like oh, it was ah. Oh. Sixty percent of my diet is wild caught from Alaska, between the salmon and the halibut. Like I already eat there. I'm just moving my my body there. Anyway, so join me there in April for Gold Rush. Here's the next one from Josh. Just want to say if that was actually OC watching this, you really need to read um, Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt. Yes. Because you are completely economically illiterate. It seems like the only book you've ever read is um, The Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. Who was that? Anybody, oh, that was to, directed to AOC. AOC, yeah. For anybody oh, who doesn't know, last week on our show, we talked about AOC's um, score. Oh, with the sweater and all that right. stuff. Right, and yeah. then AOC called in to uh, oh, shame yeah, us. Oh, yeah, yeah, AOC called in. Right, AOC called in to shame us about to the- To shame uh, us. Well, I mean, to shame listen, us at this for point- shaming her store for the prices on her store. Listen, I, at this point, I would be happy for her to watch the iPencil YouTube video, like anything, goodness. I mean, like just read iPencil. Just how, read you know what? something. You could read Nobody Knows How a Pizza is Made by Julie Borowski, and I would consider it that a That would win. be fine. Any of right, the Tuttle like that, Twins that, books- That's a step in the right direction. Any of the Tuttle Twins books- half yeah. of a thomas soul meme like something all right here's the next one from robbie rad hey guys robbie coming here from western new york with the chris reynolds personal injury attorney attorney at law anchor calling moment and i am curious to get spike three six mr cohen's opinion on this and also matt's um do you think after running for VP, seeing all you've seen, talking to all the people you've talked to, that there is a chance to fix our current system from within it, like the system itself? Or do you think it makes more sense for people to try to decentralize the power structure 
maybe forming in their own communities, their own governments, and maybe doing things like constitutional conventions and things like that, declaring their rights and separating from, I guess, the U.S., if you will. Um, what do you think? Or can we fix it? What's wild okay, is that so, I understood that somehow. So for anybody who didn't understand that, he said uh, after running, yep. talking to presumably that guy. Spike 3-6 Mitzvah Cohen, yeah. Right, three six months. Uh, after running, do you think that we can fix the system from the inside, or should we just dismantle it and start over again? Yeah, that's so essentially what I got from it. Essentially, and he he gave some examples pushing for decentralization of power, constitutional conventions, and things like that. So I don't think that using the electoral system to try to affect change is mutually exclusive from other things that can be done. Um, so I don't think there's a reason to have to pick or choose. Now I will say this constitutional convention is a terrible idea Terrible because idea. the constitutional convention is giving the state legislatures the ability to rewrite the constitution. And I've heard people go, Oh no, 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 no. They'd only be getting together specifically to rewrite certain parts. Once they're there, they can do whatever the hell they want to. The articles of confederation. Yeah were the original they were the original uh documents that the u.s had and they got together for a constitutional convention and that was how we ended up with the constitution the constitution gave much broader powers to the to the federal government than the articles of confederation yes and it was because they were like oh we need to change some things so let's do a constitutional convention and uh thomas jefferson was unable to show up and john adams could not debate the way that thomas jefferson could and they ended up losing uh, a lot of arguments and the powers for the federal government became a lot more broad. And yeah. that is why we have so many issues today. Yes. We went from having a government with no power to tax, no power to raise a permanent military, and nothing could be changed without unanimous yep. consent. We went to the system we have now, which gives pow- government the power to tax, gives government the power to violate habeas corpus if they decide that they can or that they want to, or that they that the, the conditions require it, uh, that gives them the power to raise a permanent military, that gives them the power to mint coins. It's it's it is like it was a far worse document that came out of that than the original Articles of Confederation. The idea that this would somehow result in something better, especially when our entire argument for why we we need it is because politicians have ignored the Constitution, so let's give them power to rewrite it. No, bad idea, bad idea. idea. Now, with that said, things like our advocating for secession, things like advocating for decentralization, these are all things that can happen in addition to uh, leveraging the electoral process. After going around the country and talking to people who were not libertarians about our ideas in a way that connected and, and engaged them and met them where they were and spoke to them from a, from their standpoint of what they felt like they wanted and needed, I actually feel more hopeful that we are able to do this using the electoral pol- uh, political strategy. Um, we just have to message it well. We have to stop talking about it as a philosophy. Stop talking about things in, in, the, in the idea of you know, the power that the founders intended for government to have. No one cares about that. They care about 
the cost of health care. They care about the cost of higher education. They care about whether their kids can get into good schools. They care about everyday kitchen cabinet stuff, kitchen table stuff that people talk about that they're concerned about. And our ideas are better for all those things. So we just meet them where they are, where their material concerns are and show how it works. And I actually feel, yes, I, I think that we can fix it. I think that we just have to do the hard work of, of messaging to the people uh, in a way that actually speaks to what their concerns are, which they're not concerned about a big government. They're not really concerned about taxes. We have to show them how bad government policy led to the problems that we're facing and how common sense libertarian solutions will fix it. So here's a question for, oh no. Oh, Matt Hicks got his, oh no, from Eli Stewart. Here we go. I need y'all to name my accidental child. Thanks. Bye. Do, is that all the information we have? Well, my understanding is that she is dealing with an unexpected pregnancy. And I understood that part. I caught that from that message. Um, You could name. Now, look, be... well, is it a we... boy or a girl? That's the question that I have. Or are we not? So here's the thing. Uh, so we here at Muddied Waters have been working tirelessly for four years to get somebody, anybody, to name their child after the show. Oh, yeah. So if it's a girl, Mudwina Watera. If it's a boy, just straight up muddied waters. Yeah. Just muddy. Or just mud. mud. Yeah. His name would be mud, but just mud. Mud. Muddy. M-U-D-D. Mud yeah. W. Stewart. Mud W. Stewart. Mud W. Stewart. We would truly appreciate it if somebody would name their child after this show. That's a twofer. Or you get that your is kid named. And or, we finally get someone named after our show. Spike Matthew. Or Matthew Spike. If it's a boy, Matthew. And if it's a girl, Spikequisha Matea. So if it's a girl, like, instead of Matea, you could go, like, just Maddie. Spikeisha Maddie. Co- uh, Spikeisha Maddie. Stuart, Stuart Cohen. <laughs> Stuart. Or if it's a boy, Matthew Spike Stewart. Spike Matthew Muddied Water Stewart. Yes. That perfect. Yes. Yes. All right. So here we go. Uh, here's the first one from Matt. I knew this was coming. Here we go. Hey guys, Matt Hicks calling on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney. Attorney at law anchor calling moment. TM. Uh, I'm calling in because I feel like you deserve some of the backstory before you can help name Eli's baby. So she was pregnant and got COVID. So she's cooking off a COVID baby right now. Um, The upside is that her baby is probably going to be the savior of mankind because it'll be the first human being born with a natural immunity. And I'm thinking you should give her something like a, a... 
John Connor or something like that for a name? I'm just just spitballing here, throwing out ideas. Spike Matthew Muddy Waters Legend. Stewart. It's still the same name. Yeah, the, the name has not changed because only of that. Matt if Hicks anything, would, only if anything that's immense. <laughs> That that should be the name. Yes, because now this is like heralding because, the savior of mankind. Exactly. So name it should it be after. Spike Matthew Muddy. This waters. is going to help our brand so much. Only Matt Hicks would say, "Cooking up a COVID baby." Let's <laughs> let's hear, let's hear in the comments. Saying. Fuck you, Matt Hicks. Presumably from Eli. It, yeah, it's from Eli. Okay. There. Well, we've got more for you, Eli. Here's another one from, from Matt Hicks. Hey, guys. Matt Hicks calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney. Attorney of law. Anchor call-in moment. TMR. Copyright. Registered trademark. All rights reserved. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just want to let you know that uh, Eli... I mean, <laughs> God damn. What kind of fucking idiot needs help naming their own child right and and jesus christ you go to the internet for that that's how you end up with a kid named bodie mcboatface or something some you know what fucking eli you deserve it if that happens you deserve it hashtag laser legend we could have gone with covid mccovid face but that just seems really <laughs> that's a that's a bit on the nose seems really unsensitive Here's the next one from Matt. You know what, guys? Eli's my best friend. Eli, I'm sorry. You didn't deserve that. I, I didn't mean any of that. You're a dumb bitch, but I shouldn't have told the world like that. I love you, even though you're stupid. Hashtag laser legend. This feels really personal. It, yeah. In the comments, she said, I hope you get knocked up, Matt. Oh, he gets pregnant. That, yeah. if, if if Matt, if you get pregnant, definitely name it after Muddy Waters. Right, cannot go wrong. Such a big boost to our brand. Okay, next one for Matt. Gentlemen, Matt Hicks here on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney of law, anchor call in moment. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys an update. Um, due to some recent developments in her health my wife has decided that we need to uh give this mediterranean diet a thing she was recently diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and oh, no. her doctor said there was some anecdotal evidence that this mediterranean yes. diet business was a little bit helpful with some of the side effects of the medication she's got to take mm-hmm. um so this question is generally for spike i guess since you're the only uh jewish person i know very well that's what is with you guys in cheese, man? Very racist. That's like, really restrictive when I'm allowed to eat cheese, and that's bullshit. Hashtag laser legend. So, first of all, your anti-Semitism has been noted and reported. <laughs> Blocked and reported. So, also, um, you'll have to, I don't know. I mean, the reason that smoked fish is so popular with Jews is because we can have it with dairy because we can't have meat with dairy because there's something in the Old Testament that says, or I'm sorry, Tanakh, I'm talking like a Christian, uh, in in the Jewish Bible, which y'all call the Old, well, Christians call the Old Testament, uh, that says that you can't have the 
the mother's you can't eat the calf with the mother's milk and in Talmud that was which is Jewish jurisprudence the Jewish uh, interpretation of law and jurisprudence uh said that that meant any meat uh with any dairy so like even chicken but chickens don't have milk so that doesn't make any damn sense but can't have chicken with milk but you can't have fish with milk and people go yeah because there's no fish milk but there's no chicken milk there's like it doesn't make any sense or you can't have pork well you can't have pork anyway but you can't have like lamb with beef milk even though that's not the same animal i don't know but yes the mediterranean diet's really good with just inflammation in general My, my diet's kind of a modified version of the mediterranean diet if i can get milk from an almond i'm betting i can get milk from a chicken and that's the other thing. If we get almond milk, does that mean we can't have like almond meat? Like all these vegan options? Because that's the mother's milk with the meat, the tough. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's, I don't think it's, I think it meant it, it's an insult to take the mother's milk and then kill the baby and eat it together. That just seems a bit harsh. Right, that seems like a bit much, but I don't think it means you can't have a a chicken sandwich with, with cheese. Do chickens just, have, do chickens have nipples? No, because uh... <laughs> Jim Jim Lee says uh, Matt is going to milk a chicken, and yes, chickens if... do not have nipples. They're not am- why, why, they're, why did I even look? They're no. not mammals. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna milk one, but I'm gonna get milk from one somehow. I don't know how, but if yeah, you can get milk you. from an almond, I can get milk from a chicken. I mean, mazel tov, you know, mazel tov to you if you can. But regardless, it's just stupid. Like, it, it, it makes no sense why you can't have chicken with cheese. Like, that's just stupid. They don't produce milk. Especially when, because then I go, okay, well, then we can't have seafood with, with milk, right? Oh, no, you can't because they, they don't have milk. And then they go, oh, well, you can't eat pork because they're scavengers. Have you ever seen a chicken eat? Yes. Chickens are the worst scavengers. They'll eat anything. Like, it doesn't make... But I can't have lobster, which I do, but I can't... I'm not supposed to. I don't. Well, you don't because it'll kill you. Right. You, You have lobster for me. I do. And you have everything else for me i have everything else that you can't eat which is a lot more right i'm i'm definitely winning yeah no you're definitely winning but that's why i don't feel bad about showing like and you'll be like oh that will kill me if i yeah well can't eat it then how about that go enjoy your freaking kugel uh here's the next one from matt guy on left and spike hey it's matt again on the chris reynolds personal injury attorney attorney alive calling moment I'd like to get your thoughts, please, on the latest round of absolute bile. I mean, we're talking like you drank too much, and the next morning you just shit out gross, greasy, yellow bile that Trump tards are talking about online now about how the House of Representatives and the Senate are going to somehow object to the electoral college vote on the sixth and 
reseat Trump as the president for a second term. Oh my God, my brain hurts even just saying this. Talk amongst yourselves. Hashtag laser legend. This is yeah, just, they're I mean, coping. I, we kind of covered this earlier. Yeah, you know, the coping. House of Representatives is not going to not confirm what the Electoral College did. And the Senate is not going to go, oh, well, we're going to vote in Mike Pence instead of Kamala. Like, it's not going to happen. Not, it's not going to happen. The, the, the House of Representatives to... is controlled by the Democrat. Like, it's, it's, and people go, oh, it's well, yo, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And if it, if it, if they actually try doing this nonsense, the level of, of unrest would be insane. It's not going to happen. Like, Joe Biden won the Electoral College. And he got like 7 million more votes. Like, it is overwhelmingly the will of voters that Joe Biden beat Donald Trump. It is what it is. And and there, for all of the, the speculation and stuff that they've put out as to why this was a fraudulent election, when push came to shove and putting it in front of courts, they didn't present compelling evidence that there was widespread fraud. They didn't. They just said a bunch of stuff on social media to get everyone riled up. But when it went to court where they could actually be held in, in contempt or, or or end up in trouble for perjury, they didn't say any of that stuff. They just put out wild accusations. They put out, you know, conjecture. Well, what if this could have happened? They didn't present any actual evidence of fraud. And that's why the cases were thrown out. And listen, I don't trust government. I don't trust I, we, there was certainly some level of, of election fraud, and there always is. There was not so Every, much yeah. election fraud that it changed the outcome of these elections. And I, I've read the, I've read the, 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 the briefings, the, the dockets of the lawsuits. I've read the judicial decisions. They didn't present any actual evidence of fraud, and that's it. They just put up a lot of conjecture and said, "So we want to." invalidate certain ballots from certain precincts that didn't vote in our favor. It's, it's nonsense. And so at least, and, and, and the purpose of it wasn't actually to challenge it in court. The purpose of it was to virtue signal to their base that they were fighting against the fraudulent election so that now something like what 35, 40% of the country thinks that we just had a fraudulent election. That was the point of it. That was the entire point of it was to was to create set the stage for opposing all of this. We saw this in 2016 to us to another extent where the Democrats put all of their signaling out that they're going to fight the Russian collusion of which there was no proof. And that's and their only their only proof was that it appeared as though uh, 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 Vladimir Putin preferred Donald Trump to Hillary Clinton. Okay. That's not proof. So this is the kind of nonsense that we are uh, uh, dealing with. And then I'll get the Trump supporters saying, well, you know, he's about to pardon Julian Assange. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's about to pardon uh, Edward Snowden. No, he's not. No, he's He's about to dismantle the ATM. No, he's not. He's not going to do any of the things that you say he's going to do. He's he's not going to do a thing. Do I hope he does all of those things? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. If he does any of them, I will happily eat my words. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's not the, going to. Do the only one I could see him possibly maybe doing is Snowden, but I I, I would not bet on that. No, I would not bet on that with no. Spike's money. No, and I would also not bet on that with Spike's money. There's not. It's not going to happen. He's not going to do the right. things. 
Donald Trump was every bit the empty suit that Barack Obama is, and just like Barack Obama's supporters dumped their hopes and dreams into his empty suit and, and you know, were so hopeful that he was going to do any of the things that they hoped he would, and he didn't do any of them. The same thing is true of Donald Trump. They are Republicrats. They suck. They get into office. They do what their cronies tell them to do, and then they engage in various theater of palace intrigue garbage that has nothing to do with anything actually changing, and things just slowly and steadily get worse for the American people. And that's all it is. So, here's the next one from Joni Saad. Hey guys, this is Joni down in Texas. Um, This is not a question, but more of a request. Have you guys considered um, reaching out to Melissa Carone to interview her about the election fraud? I feel like that would just be comedy gold. Thanks. Bye. I did not read. I did not listen to this before choosing our intro music, by the way. I, I knew you didn't, and I didn't either, because all of these were unlistened to. Normally, I go through them. I didn't today. Yeah. So, But that's actually kind of a good idea, because I think she'd do it. Probably. She'd do it. I, don't, right. I mean, who wouldn't want to talk to us? Everyone likes us. Everybody wants to talk to us. We're a big deal. Right. We're a big and deal. We're, and we're good looking to boot. We look amazing. Yeah, we look awesome. We look fantastic. We got the layout set up for having... Yeah. guest on here yeah we're gonna have our intern get right on that so here's our next one from oh god here's another one from matt here we go by the way why don't we get any from chris anymore i don't know i haven't talked to chris recently we need to get more from chris this is his segment let's get more from chris. hey guys <laughs> i'm outside drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette because my kitchen's smoky as hell right now <laughs> It smells like lamb, like seared lamb and eggplant and tomato, and it's delicious. Oh, he's doing Mediterranean <clears throat> stuff. <clears throat> but it's smoky. Oh, I'm kind of drunk. I'm getting I have to pee so bad. Down the rabbit hole we go. He's doing these questions, I'm just going to go. Just go ahead. Go ahead, because there's a few. Yeah. There's a few. Go ahead. What I love is that Matt Hicks is coughing not because he's smoking – but because he's cooking Mediterranean food. I think that's beautiful. Here's another one. Hello, boys. I'm going to... Oh, wait. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney. Attorney at law. Anchor call in moment. Uh, I'm going to dish some dirt on Eli. I'm going to put a shit out on Front Street right now. But I need you guys to ask your viewers, who wants to hear the story about the time her and I did mushrooms together and then I slapped her in the face with a hot dog? That's my question. It's not for you guys. It's for your listeners. Who wants to hear about how we did a bunch of mushrooms and I slapped her with a hot dog? Hashtag laser legend. I mean, I would. There's one yes from Elizabeth Cookyard. Eli Stewart has said no in her own special way. Uh, Jared Curry does. Jacob Wren, yes, please. Uh, Scott Greer, yes. Joe Hackman, yes. Uh, Jonathan Traumer, yes. Uh, Rebecca Iroh Johnson asks if I'm Seth Rogen, yes. 
Uh, oh, if that if Matt, no, that's Matt Hicks. Um, Brandy Powers, yes. Meg Jones, yes, please. Uh, Con, uh, Connie Keller says she's already heard it. Uh, Joel Weinens Wien says yes. Everyone's saying yes. Sean, Sean Alexander Reicher, Reicher saying yes. Everyone is saying yes except for Eli Stewart. Uh, Matt uh, Matt Hicks uh, is asking everyone if um, if they want to hear the story about when he hit Eli with a hot dog or something like that. And Eli is saying no, and everyone else is saying yes. So I'm the the eyes have it. Um, so we're gonna go with that. Uh, but for, but first we have a question from Kenneth evil. So I'll let you guys keep deciding whether or not you want to hear the, the story. Um, but I'm pretty sure we're going to do it, but here's from Kenneth evil. Hello, uh, spike, the deep water Jew Cohen and Matt wrong. I had a question about, uh, speeding infractions. How do you guys uh, feel about those? <laughs> I didn't even hear what he said. That's Listen, just... Kenneth. Second grade was many years ago for me. Matt. Are you going to come up with Matt left next? Is that is that the Ouch. next one? Come on, man, do better. I expect more from you. Come on, we man. had a great con- Come on, man. Come we on, had a great man. conversation last night. And that's the best you got is Matt wrong. Come Matt on, wrong. Ouch. Uh, speeding infractions. How do you guys uh, feel about those? How should uh, motor vehicle violations be taken care of, such as? Uh, Speeding tickets and uh, the uh, and parking tickets and such. I know how you guys feel about roads, but uh, as we have public roads at the moment, how would you guys take care of those? So, so clearly, this is go go ahead, Matt. <laughs> Alex Flores says, "Jew better, man." Um, yeah, right. Now, personally, this is me. I can't speak for Spike, um, although I do it often. Um, right. For me, uh, I don't see speeding as doing anything illegal. The If you cause an accident whilst speeding, I think that there should be – whilst, yeah. Uh, whilst speeding, I think that there should be uh, like added punishment to it. But if you are just speeding, you should not be getting an infraction. Uh, parking tickets, that depends on how you get the parking ticket. If you are parking in a way – uh, where you're on somebody's private property, or I will agree with the fire hydrant. If you're blocking a fire hydrant. Right, right, right. If you're it, like those things, sure. Uh, but you pay, your your taxes pay for the street. So if you are there more than two hours or more than 15 minutes or more than whatever, you, that shouldn't matter. That's your right. property. Right. right. And, and what happens when you are, putting a fine for these things and it's a flat fine you're basically saying if you're rich you can do it because you'll just pay the fine so you're actually creating a regressive tax um more so than an actual impediment to the thing happening um this is where if if these if roads were privatized there'd be no real interest in issuing these little like you know uh, uh, absurd fines on you know going five miles and six miles over the speed limit it would be focused on discouraging unsafe driving which could lead to people getting hurt um, so while the, while the state owns them, they should do the same thing. 
it doesn't matter if you're going five or 10 miles over the speed limit. Now, if someone's going like 30 or 40 miles over the speed, like they're just, you know, like they're just, you know, going double the speed limit or they're going, you know, uh, 150, you know, you know, it's, that's one thing. Uh, although I do think we should switch to an autobahn style system for like the interstates. Um, the infrastructure is there for people to go as fast as they want to anyway. Um, I, I think there's no problem with that, but I, I think, you know, for regular streets, you know, if people are going way over the speed limit, that's one thing. Cause that in and of itself is unsafe driving. But I, I think I care much more about someone who's aggressively swerving in lanes and, you know, running through red lights and stuff like that. than I do, you know, someone going five, six miles over the speed limit. It's just a way to raise revenue for the state. It is. It's really all it is. It, it's just revenue raising. A lot of people ask me about, uh, like, cause many of, you know, uh, recovering alcoholic, um, and, I have a DUI on my record, uh, as many people who are like me do. Um, and people ask me what I think about DUIs a lot. And I think that uh, I don't see anything wrong with driving drunk. I see something wrong if you cause an accident because you're driving drunk. Right. Um, and when a couple of years ago, I don't know if this is still a thing or not. I stopped paying attention when I stopped drinking. But a couple of years ago, they were trying to lower uh, the national uh blood alcohol level from 0.08 to 0.05 and i which is like having what i said that, hours ago I, yeah right i what i believe now is exactly what i believe then and that isn't uh that's not for the safety of people that is literally fundraising yep. that is 100 fundraising and that's how i feel about most traffic laws the only thing that you shouldn't be doing uh that should be illegal while you're in a car is running people over or intentionally bashing into other people's private property or, you know, whatever, uh, like that should be illegal. Anything else? Yeah. You know, I don't really see that you need to have a law to say, don't do that because if and you're it, so, it, it shouldn't be fine. And if you're so impaired that you can't drive, that will be apparent. So this whole thing of like, you know, 0.8 and 0.5, that's revenue raising. That is not saving anyone's life, especially well, not. Point 0.8, you can... you're definitely impaired, impaired enough you can't drive. If you're a 0.8, good oh, on point, you. Point, sorry, 0. 0.08. Yeah, no, point 0.8, <laughs> you're probably dead. You're probably but dead. Point zero if you're not dead, point, you're close to it. You, you, if you found your car, good on you there. Good, really, you actually <laughs> should be allowed to drive home if you can If you can actually physically make it to your car at point 0.8. You should earn some kind of victory there. So, yeah. So, I, I'm thinking I skipped one, but hold on. Let me double check. Uh, I'm going to dish some dirt on Okay, yeah, I already did that. So, here's the next one from Matt. Bitch lasagna. Okay. Here's the next one from Matt. What up? This is Matt Hicks yeah. calling in on the Chris Arnold's personal injury attorney, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. That's all I got. I really got nothing. I like how he gets progressively drunker. And... Fuck, fucking both of your pretty spectacular that's all i got are we gonna get this i love you the hot spike dog? i love you matt you guys keep being awesome i think you forgot about the hashtag laser legend i mean there's more Some, from him somebody in the comments earlier said somebody in the comments earlier said i like it when matt hicks calls in because i get to watch somebody go from listen to somebody go from sober to drunk in five messages yeah to go from like yeah. sober where you just started drinking to like apparently unintelligible Apparently, during this episode, uh, superfan Sarah Ann <laughs> lost her Facebook. Um, 
Yeah, she like got res- zucked. Yeah, she got zucked. It says that she has a re- account restricted and she can't do anything for. She posts nothing. She posts like the she things that she pictures posts. of her kids and food. I know. Um. So, and Ashley uh, Ven- Ven- Venema, Venema, a- Ashley. Congrats on being in recovery. If you ever need to talk, message Muddied Waters or yeah, if you're friends with me or Spike, shoot us a message if you ever need to talk. Yeah, congratulations. We are both recovering addicts, and that's fantastic. Great great job, Ashley. Uh, and here are two questions from Ricky Savage. Here's the first one. Hey, Matt and Spike. This is Ricky Savage from the great state of Maine. I was curious, if they were making a movie about your life, which celebrities would you have play yourselves and what do you think the movie would be like? Hashtag not laser legend. Um, you know, the first person to come to mind, but he's like too old for it is Steve Carell. But he's like, he's too old to play me. Aaron Paul. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Um, well, then Science I want bitch. Ron Paul. Um, yeah, Aaron Paul. I would have Aaron Paul playing. If you get Aaron Paul, I want Ron Paul. Just doing a terrible Spike Cohen impersonation. I think Ron Paul acting would be a terrible anything. That's what I'm saying. But like, have it be like, you know, everyone else is age appropriate playing. And he's like, but mom, I don't want to work for someone else. I want to start my own. I want to start my own web design company like you know like do the i think that'd be good all right here's the next one from ricky savage hey matt and spike this is ricky savage from the great state of maine i was curious if they were making a movie about your life it's the same exact one it it posted twice somehow anyway all right here's uh the final one i hope this is the hot dog story but i think he is way too drunk to even remember that happened here we go hello guy on Afton guy on right and Guy in the middle. Yeah. <clears throat> this is Matt X calling on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney at law, anchor calling moment. Uh, I just wanted to call in and say that uh, 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 Eli, like, she's retarded. She's stupid. But she's my best friend, so I'll murder anybody that says something bad about her. And that's all I got. Hashtag laser legend. So it looks like we're not going to get. Yeah, the we're hot not going to get the hot dog story. I guess maybe next week. I'll talk to Matt. We'll get it next week. By the way, Matt Hicks is going to be here this weekend. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's coming down. And one of the days I'm not going to be here because I'm going to be up in Rock Hill. Uh, guys, if anyone who lives near Rock Hill, I am going to be in Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, Saturday the 19th uh, for the Rock Hill Libertarian Party meetup, and then after that, I will be one of the guest judges at a children's talent show. What? (laughs) I was laughing at, I think Matt Hicks needs an intervention. And then I heard that just like (laughs) children's talent show. Yeah. Okay. Rock Hill, South Carolina. All right. And so I got two more from Josh. Here's the first one. Josh McCoes. Hey, Matt and Spike. Josh McCoes here from Alaska. I'm really excited for the Alaska Gold Rush event in which Spike Cohen is coming up on 
April 16th. Is this the same? Um, and I just no. wanted to say legalize bear nukes. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same one. And then here's another one. Is hey, Matt and Spike. It's Josh McCose here. I just had an idea for you guys' um, store. You guys should sell muddy water, muddied waters, um, silver and gold coins, and why not? Just copper ones, too, so they'll be cheap. I'm not against it. I don't know how I, to do that. I don't know how to do that, but I'm 100% sure. I mean, our thing for... looks like a coin. That's like, it, it would actually look like a cool right. coin. We I, could make I, a mud coin, like a mud coin crypto, and that would be the logo for it. I'm down. I mean, I don't know how to do that. Somebody call uh, Kingsley and Aaron. Yeah. Edwards. Edwards and, uh, and ask if they can make us a coin. Right. We, we need our mud own coin. coins and you can, mud coin. uh, and anybody watching right now will be part of the initial offering. So and, speaking, we got to kind of blow through this because I got to think. Uh, this is this is easy to blow through. It's a lot of information, but yeah, there's we'll just, no. Real... We'll just be reading it. Yeah, yeah. There's not much. So, speaking Eric of people, <laughs> go ahead. So Eric Swallow, there's no, yeah. there is no pot. No. If the last one was from Matt Hicks, I've got a couple of good segues, but no. it's from Josh Nikos, and I'm yeah. not doing that to him. Um, Eric Swalwell, uh, who perhaps is most famous for this. Uh, saying he wanted to nuke people who owned weapons, which, by the way, people, uh, when I found this tweet again, because it's been two years since he made it, um, the original tweet is gone because <laughs> the guy who tweeted it was taken taken off of Twitter uh, for making violent threats towards people. When yep. Eric Swalwell just literally said the government has nukes, too many of them, but they're legit. Like literally, someone said, if the government comes to take my weapons, it'll be a war. And his response is, it'll be a short war because we'll nuke you. But that guy is the the other guy is the one. The other guy was the one that got taken Not the one who threatened nuclear war domestically. And I'm not sure if he got taken off for that one, but he was taken off for violent threats. Yeah. Uh, While, While Swalwell's out here talking about nuking America. Right. Or he could be most famous for this. Uh, the only reason we know Swalwell's name is because he thought as a three-term 30-something representative, he could pull vault directly into the White House and so ran for president in 2019. No one in history has made that leap, but give him credit for youthful, if naive, naive exuberance. That lasted uh, matter three weeks. months. Yeah, it was a matter of yeah, weeks. It was three months. And it was capped off by a debate performance where he just kept saying i want to be able to speak too he yeah why can't i speak he is the reason that most people don't vote for millennials that's fair that's fair he ruined it for me Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm the first millennial on the ballot and they're like oh like eric swalwell and i'm like oh no not like him but yeah um he might also be Best known for this. It's uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from Republicans, cheat. Maybe it was his chair, because like I said, my chair is doing the thing. 
But that yeah. didn't sound like uh, – one more time. It's uncontradicted that, like that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from Republicans cheat. Yeah, that – well, anyway, now there's this. Eric Swalwell refuses to admit wrongdoing over top secret friendship with Chinese spy Fang Fang. Fang Fang. Demand- Bang, bang, and demands probe into who leaked story as he refuses to say if he slept with her. Now, and she's still Facebook friends with his dad and brother. Yeah. Now, bang, 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 bang. So in Eric's second term, mm-hmm. he landed a seat on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence mm-hmm. and was regularly briefed on intelligence on the intelligence community's most highly classified operations. Yes. Oddly enough, it was right about this time that he became good friends with Christine Fang or Fang Fang. Fang Um, Fang. Now, before this, his prior experience in the world of foreign intelligence operations was limited to his role as a small town councilman, which I am certain that the small town councilmen deal with foreign intelligence a lot. Um, She uh, took part, Christine Fang or Fang Fang, uh, took part in fundraising activity for his 2014 re-election campaign. Mm. Um, Now, amid a widening counterintelligence probe, federal investigators became so alarmed by Christine Fang's behavior and activities that around 2015, they talked to Swalwell about their concerns uh, he immediately cut off all ties to Fang. This is a lie, by the way. This is what he told them. He was like, I'm going to cut off all ties. And this is what, how it was reported by Axios. Um, and according to current U.S. intelligent uh, official, he has not been accused of any wrongdoing. Yes. Now, even his office released this statement to Axios as the story was coming up last week. Uh Representative Swalwell long ago provided information about this person, 2015, uh, whom he met more than eight years ago and whom he hasn't seen in nearly six years to the FBI. Mm -hmm. To protect information that might be classified, he will not participate in your story. Mm. Now, he says that he cut off all ties to her, but on Facebook, he was liking her pictures as recently as March of 2020. And that is uh, Christine Fang or Fang Fang. Fang Fang. Fang Fang. Um, right there. And he was liking her posts as of that recent, as March of 2020. And her dad and, or sorry, his dad and brother were friends with her up until that Daily Mail article came out last week. Um, now, Swalwell, uh, Fang, sorry, Fang had uh, helped other Democratic politicians in California get elected and had slept with a few Midwest mayors before she left the country in the middle of 2015 at the height of the investigation into her. Swalwell, completely unapologetic for potentially leaking uh, highly classified information to this woman, uh, wanted to know who leaked the information regarding his relationship with her. Yeah, that's because classic. That's what uh, matters. Swalwell. Yeah, yeah. Um, he called it suspicious because the story started leaking while he was working on the impeachment of President Trump for having an inappropriate conversation with someone from a foreign government. Yeah, that's apropos to that conversation. Right. Uh, his seat is like 
his seat's safe yeah. uh, even yeah. after all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, his hypocrisy will not be punished because, yeah. you know, he tried to get some, he got somebody impeached mm-hmm. technically kind of yeah. uh, for having a conversation with somebody from an inappropriate conversation with somebody from a foreign government. Yeah. Uh, so the hacker, the hypocrisy knows absolutely no bounds like it does with all of our leaders. Yeah. But uh, because he won with 70% of the vote in this last election, uh, and the next one is two years away. No one's going to yeah. remember why they know his name by then. They will just remember that they know the name. Yeah, he's in a safe blue district. Yep. He is doing the politician thing of I didn't do I don't know anything. Who who? How dare you even ask me? And he will get reelected easily, even though he potentially was giving unknowingly. I, we're we're not expecting that he was a knowing double agent or anything like that first but 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 he may have inadvertently been giving a information to fang fang and is still like in her picture the, the, the chutzpah of the federal authorities come to you and say this is a foreign spy and you go all right all right fine i'll get rid of her and then you're liking her it's not on her, facebook her public posts on facebook is that that is so that is this year the the that is the normal people equivalent of you have an affair yeah you have an affair your wife finds out about it's like hey i just want you to cut like we can still work this out i just want you to cut off all ties to it you're like no problem i cut off all ties to her not an issue but you're still friends on facebook and you're still liking liking posts profile pictures Right. And the police came to you and said she is in an organized crime outfit. Right. And your job requires you not to interact with people like that or you'll lose your clearance. You go, yeah, I gotcha. And then you like her. It's just um, that these are the actions of someone who knows that they will not be held accountable. Now, if there were a politician's (laughs) lobby, they would go, oh, he just needs more money and training. What's in the comments? Caitlin. And said, I bet if someone followed him around with a whoopee cushion for the next year, he'd resign. <laughs> There's a plan. And somebody said, This is, uh, or Caitlin said, This is quality activism. And uh, this is quality activism. That's and direct yes, action. I, that's yeah, direct no, action. let's, yeah, let's that's do actual, that. That's re- let's do it. Speaking of. There's no good segue for this. There is zero segue for this. Speaking of bad things that originated in Asia and the U.S. And the U.S. So uh, this is actually a story that comes from one of our regular listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd take my drugs. Um, What was that? I, I've had a headache, and uh, Sean Simpson from Time Code Productions uh, got me some ibuprofen. Wow! Um, also, shout big to, shout out to shout Time out to Code. Time Code. Yeah, yeah, they get you ibuprofen. They give you, you ibuprofen. I don't uh, get ibuprofen in my own house. Yeah, they get you ibuprofen. Also, they uh, do really great uh, video work. If it's uh, short films, commercials, or uh, any kind of internet sponsorship kind of things, uh, they are really good at uh, making great. Uh, high quality videos for you also uh, if you look behind me on this shelf they've got uh awards from the last short film that they did 
right right up here uh they got a couple of them they got one for best writing which i don't understand because i didn't write it um and uh <laughs> and uh best visual effects and some other stuff they do really great work uh check them out on youtube and timecodeproductions.timecodeproduction.com yeah um, and we'll have to we'll have to get some clips that we can show like you know just like little samples yeah um I'm, I'll, i will see if we can uh get some of their short films and we'll play them for like an intro or something. One day. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll they'll play cool. one for an intro. So um, we have a, so uh, it's, this is a story about the uh, Burmese genocide against uh, different non-Burmese ethnicities, ethnicities in Burma. Uh, for example, the Karen people. Right. Which and they are called the Karen. people. They are called the Karen people. Um, if we aren't making that up. We, yeah, we are not making that up now. Uh, I have actually got quotes from some people from who lived over there. Mm. Um, so the US government has given Burma uh, 1.5 billion in taxpayer dollars uh, to the government over there since 2012. Now, one of our listeners, uh, Kenneth Abel, Ebel, Kenneth, Ken, um, his wife, was displaced when her village was attacked in 96 and she was six months old. Her family was able to escape and they uh, were able to sneak across the Thai-Burma border to the refugee camp in Thailand. Um, the U.S. has now accepted them as refugees. Uh, well, they accepted them back in 2011 and now she is a U.S. citizen and pays taxes. But do you know what that means? That means that her taxes are going to help fund the genocide of her people by the Burmese yep, government. Exactly. And she has no say in this. Now, I have some quotes that I want to read uh, from people who are involved in some of the fighting over there. And what somebody who was a fighter or is a fighter. I, I'm not sure if this was a current or a past says most of our parents and older generations have to flee from their villages because of the Burmese soldiers, the Burmese soldiers forced us and do everything that led us to leave our own land. And it's still happening back in the, and it's still happening back in the old days. We got no education, no internet, and it's hard to reach out to the world. Right. Um, while Burma can reach out to the U.S. government and report that uh, the people of Karen are terrorists. Uh, Kenneth says former. Uh, report that the Karen, people of Karen are terrorists. We fight to protect ourselves, uh, ourselves and our land, and we are not terrorists. Later, the U.S. government, um, later the U.S., like in the U.S. government ended up funding the Burmese government. Um, and it says later U.S. government found out the truth and sent people to help but it was an issue where the leaders then were taking the money and supplies for themselves instead right. of protecting the people exactly yeah. um, and let me get down to that one the money the u.s government sent the money that the u.s government sent to the burmese government um was basically used was u.s government support 
of the Burmese government to killing more of the Karen people um, and the money that was used that was sent to the Karen leaders uh, was used for their own for their own benefit as opposed to the benefit of the people right. uh, what what this person was uh, saying that they were hoping for is that the US create a group of organizations to help poor people or people flee from the war and I would not trust the US government to do this That's this is problem, something yeah. that need, right this is something that needs to be done at our level like yep. some somebody possibly somebody watching somebody listening um should start a 501c3 a nonprofit to help the people of Karen flee the oppressiveness of the Burmese government to get them over to Thailand to one of the refugee camps and then get them over here where they can work on becoming citizens if that's what they want or wherever excuse me or wherever else but I don't trust the US government to do something like this without mm, screwing it up royally this or this is a perfect example of the folly of US immigration policy if they simply allowed for example, charities or mutual aid societies or whatever. I'm sure a ton of churches would be more than happy to, you know, sponsor the Karen people uh, right. and many other organizations would be more than happy to sponsor for the Karen people to go uh, to get out of Burma, to either come here or to go somewhere else and to rebuild their lives and eventually be able to go back to their country economically and socially empowered to be able to, to you know, return to their homeland in a in a, in a way where they are not going to be in danger of uh, genocide. Um, but that doesn't exist under current U.S. code. There's no way they'd allow that. The best right. thing they could do is to get some kind of hackneyed government program that would be too little too late uh, and would result in you know a lot of people dying who don't need to die uh, and the creation of yet another bureaucracy that wouldn't really help anything in the long term. And, you know, just a perfect example of, you know, here's the no. government's policy is to rob all of us to help pay for a genocide. And he just mentioned this in the comments, but uh, he did tell me this in our chat last night. There is a former U.S. soldier who uh, has a program to help these people. Uh, and it is under his program is called the Free Burma Rangers. And yep. they work on helping these people get out of this situation and get them away from it. And these these and are illegal. the things... That, these are the things that you need to like try to these these are the programs you need to try to figure out how to support yep. because he is actually out there trying to do some good and i'll uh, try to find out some more information about uh the free burma rangers and possibly make something so more people know about it maybe we'll do a video or something i don't know we would be but happy to do that yeah ha yeah I, that would be something i'd be completely happy to make um but we'll find out some more information about it if if it's possible for us to donate, if it's possible for us to do anything in order to help these people get out of where they are to get them to a safe spot. Because the U.S. government, you see it in uh, Yemen with the funding of Saudi Arabia's genocide in Yemen. And you're seeing it in Burma with the Burmese being a funding of Burmese government slaughtering and genociding people of neighboring areas. Um, and this is something that needs to stop. They, this, this, this man's wife, who is now a citizen, 
is funding the genocide of her people, her people. Yep. through her taxes. Yep. And that is something that should not be, that is something that should not ever have to happen. Yep. And if that would be like it, if a Yemeni citizen came here. I was just going to say, if a Yemeni, if a Yemeni American is paying taxes to help fund, among other things, the U.S. sponsored genocide in Burma, it's just, or in Yemen, well, in Burma, it's just, it's absurd. It's, it's, right. you know, it's ridiculous. And if, if you were on Facebook, um, some people posted uh, some links to uh, freeburmarangers.org. Dot org, uh, yeah. Dot org. Uh, and freeburmarangers.org slash donations. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if you if you are so inclined, if you if you have the means, these are organizations that we support. These are organizations. They are going out there and they are actually trying to help people who really need it. And they're people who need it because we have helped fund it. Not, not us. Yeah, no, the government. Well, we have because we were we, robbed to pay right, for it. Yeah, we didn't right. want to. But yeah, no, this is what happens. This is what you get. These are the solutions that you get from government, and they're terrible. And the solutions that you get from free people is to try to make things better. And sometimes it's illegal for them to do the right thing and to and to and to try to solve this. But the good news is we are working on getting rid of these people and replacing them with people who recognize that the best way for us to move forward is to be more free. And that's what we work on every single day, but it's not enough for the people that are going to be killed in between them or have their lives ruined in between them. So we move ahead as quickly as we can to try to benefit those who can benefit from it. Right. So, so uh, to our hearts go out to everybody that's been affected by that. Yeah. Um, if you if you have the ability, please donate. Please check them out. Um, share it with anybody that you want to. Um, and maybe Spike and I will uh, be able to get together and make a little something to talk about it that we will share out with uh, the world. Um, but yeah, please if you have the if you have the means to help, please do. Yep, absolutely. So. With that said, uh, this was another amazing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Uh, Check me out tomorrow on Wednesday on My Fellow Americans. I will be talking to Paul Durr, who is uh, with the Illinois Secession Movement. So we're going to find out about that. I'm I'm actually very interested about they're going to secede. And I'm not 100% sure uh, if he is talking about Illinois seceding from the U.S., or if he's talking about like maybe Southern Illinois seceding from Chicago land or Southern Illinois just seceding from Chicago land and the U we're about, we're going to all got to find out together. So, uh, so that's who we're going to have on tomorrow. And then of course on, uh, on Thursday, wait, do I have anyone on Thursday? I should probably check on Thursday. Yes. On Thursday on uh, my spike Cohen social media, I will have my guest, uh, on culture of winning i will have my guest trisha butler who was just elected to city council in uh tennessee uh so be sure to tune into that uh and then friday i uh don't have any well i'm on other people's stuff i'm i'm gonna be oh on friday i'm gonna be on the chris and spiky show with spike and chrissy we'll be interviewing uh mayor cassandra fryman of uh i think plymouth ohio somewhere in ohio i think plymouth ohio uh she's best known for decriminalizing uh, uh, marijuana in her city and also for just throwing out 
traffic tickets and parking tickets whenever she wants to. And uh, she's great, so we're going to have uh, her on there. Uh, have a great weekend. If you are in Rock Hill, come out to the Rock Hill uh, LP meeting at uh, Libertarian Party meeting at 5 p.m. If you go to Rock Hill Libertarian Party, you can find out more about that. And then I will be judging the Kids Talent Show at 6.30. I'm really looking forward to that. If everyone, I if there's anyone who knows a thing or two, I don't I don't know what I'm. It's, it's gonna be a fun time had by all. And then have a you know have a great weekend. And then we will see you right back here uh, on Tuesday, same muddy time, same muddy place for another smack bang tacular episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, the Christmas edition. Where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet little holiday honey boys that we are. Matt, if someone were going to try to find us on the internet, is that even possible? Seeing as we are holiday honey boys? It is. Faye Walker just said, I have small children. They have no talent. (laughs) Wow. Um, Don't take them to the show because we only want to have talented kids there. Yeah, uh, if uh, you are one of the old school people who truly enjoy not looking at our beautiful faces, but instead just enjoy the just listening to us. sounds listening. of our sweet, sultry voices, Hi. talking to you as you drift off into slumberland. Yes, waiting until the next day when you would awake, refreshed. Listening to all of our episodes while you sleep and thereby driving up our engagement because then you get to sleep. So it's actually, it's a win-win for both of us. And you would learn by osmosis. Yes, learn libertarianism while you sleep and you get money. And it would just enter your brain and then you would wake up well-rested and more, more ready for the great, Great day because you are liberty minded more more so. liberty minded than you were when you went to bed and we That's get right. money and we get money and we get money. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters and you can also leave messages while you're there, not while you're sleeping. Although if you do it while you're sleeping, you can leave a message while you're sleeping. I'm fine. With if that. you do that, that's actually pretty impressive. But uh, if you could also donate while you're sleeping, preferably, yes. actually, give us money uh, while you're sleeping. Yeah, give us money while you're sleeping. Are down, and then you can leave us uh, donations there as well, mm-hmm. and uh, we will thank you a lot. And we often will. because we love people who give us donations on Anchor.fm slash muddied waters or you can find uh this in every episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com well that is fantastic folks thanks again for tuning in to this insanity and we will see you tomorrow on my fellow americans and then we'll see what happened what happened what you know hackman said size and unzips <laughs> yeah no that's how it happens i you know glad we could help uh Join me tomorrow right here, 8 p.m. Wednesday, live for uh, for the, my fellow Americans. And then we will see you next week for the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Folks, thanks again so much for tuning in. And where we're going, we don't need roads.